even makes like chain mail and makes like three knockoffs of pest dispensers and sells illegal pest, pest dispensers and stuff like that. So. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we flooded streams. That leads us into, you know, uh, uh, the shit like uh, uh, gummy bears, like in, uh, originally they were called like, uh, not unwanted children, like. Uh... <laughs> don't, just don't worry about it. Let's, let's actually do a podcast about there's, it. There's also a, um, like a margarine. Like oh, I grew war. up on margarine. Yeah, like oh, I grew mar- up on margarine too. No, like a real war over in Canada when it first came out. Cool. We'll stop there. Let's, yeah. pl- let's plan this shit. Let's plan this shit because I want to know. Okay. Well, now I, I thought I had had to retire this in a year or two, but now no, I can you're, keep going. You're, you're fucked for the rest of your life now. As are, as are we all. Unless they foreclose on the post office. but <laughs> I, just, I, I still have a job. They'll just put you in another one. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'd have no! maybe, maybe four hours a day in, for reading instead of you'll five. Be, you'll be like on a barge in Elliott Bay and people will show up on their flying Zodiacs to like pick up their fucking... Chickens? One would hope, but <laughs> I was thinking more like unwanted, like... Uh, Children? Like things from like... Uh, junk uh, mail. Yes, junk mail. Junk mail, gotcha. The circle of junk mail. <laughs> oh, speaking of fucking junk mail, oh man, I'm fucking pissed and I, uh, I have limited time. Okay, I just got a thing like... It's like a nasty gram from uh, uh, Seattle courts. Like, oh, Here's you, a picture of my dick. Well, you didn't pay this fucking ticket. Most people pay their tickets, but you didn't. What? Well, first of all, I didn't get a fucking ticket, so I didn't know I had a ticket. Has it got your name on it? It has my license plate number and my name. Apparently, oh, it's the traffic cam uh, one? Uh, apparently, I r- ran a red light in October. This is the first I'm fucking hearing about okay, it. Okay, okay. Uh, for listeners out there, if you well, they send you straight to collection, so they make money. That's off what it. they're trying to no, do. No, no, no. So, so what you do is you go on their website, and you there there is. I've done this like five times. I know, times. but I don't. They didn't give me all the information to be able to do it. Oh. I have the I have the ticket number, but I don't have the other. I I need to tell them the location, which they do not fucking provide. What I was about to say is like you can you can go on their website and you can uh, sign you can fill out an affidavit of. Uh, non-driving or some shit like that where it's like you basically saying like my cousin was driving that car and well, then the, and the, then they drop it i've done it like fucking four well, times it's probably why they don't give you the information now because i did it so well many times. and the other thing is okay they had a moratorium like during the due to the pandemic on uh parking tickets and red light tickets my thing is, i don't give a shit if i got a ticket in october it was yeah, I'll fucking pay it, it was three days before halloween okay what so, so i was still it is it is fucking what I, day is it it's it's uh, April 8th right well, now. Well, and, and the moratorium on those tickets April 8th. Ran, ran out in February. Okay. Yeah. But my thing is, okay, think about what was happening in October of last year. It was like three days before Halloween. Okay. okay. So I was working at the bar. Yep. So it was very unlike uh, The ticket occurred uh, right after noon, like right before like 1 p.m. Okay. Okay. 
Midday. But they don't tell me the location, so I have no idea. Man, I, at that point You're probably in time, bombing around town trying to get your fucking costume together. At that point in time, that's the only thing I think about, because at that point in time, I generally wasn't out of the house, because I'd gotten home, like, on, uh, like, a Wednesday, like, late as shit. Oh, but like, they don't tell you where it happened. Well, on the ticket, they're supposed to, but on this thing, they don't. So you can't fucking... Uh, but you never got the ticket. Right. Right. And, uh, shit, I spent all my lunch hour uh, yesterday, like, trying to get through, but, oh, we're experiencing a shitload of calls, because now we're, like... Yeah, no shit, because they yeah. don't have anybody to answer Well, initially, uh, well, in that thing initially it was, like, a $130 ticket. Now that they want, like, a hundred and fucking eighty, I'm like, fuck you, you didn't, and it's just written in such a nasty way, like... Well, generally people pay their tickets, but you fuckbag didn't, you know. Like, <laughs> fuck you, you didn't even fucking... If I even had a ticket, I'd... Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I, that, and somebody placed a ticket on your... Somebody placed a ticket on my car for as a I red, drove through a for fucking, red light. As I drove through a light. Or did yeah. they come creeping onto my property like a fucking ninja and, like, do that? <laughs> I mean, uh, at first I thought it was maybe a scam. Like, yeah. call this number, pay us this, you know. Did they send you the picture? No, I can't access any of that because I wow. never got the actual ticket wow. with all the mm-hmm. shit. I just get the give me money notice. That sounds like a scam. Don't pay him. No, I called the number on it. It is actually the courts, but fuck you. How about that? Just fuck you. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you don't pay it, it goes from $100 to 1000 like in well, I, I know. A split second. Yeah, they'll, they'll get their money no I, matter I would have paid it within the week if I knew I got the ticket, but never got the fucking ticket. And now it's like, oh, shitbag, you're just like, fuck you. God hey, damn it. Hey, you poor piece of shit. I know you don't have the money to pay this. Well, that's the thing is, back then I had the fucking money. <laughs> and now I do again. There was a time when I didn't. But, like, fuck. You unemployed, wasteoid fucking yeah. hobo. We're going to throw you in jail for the rest of your life <laughs> well, for a $100 ticket. I don't know. You ever... Good thing you're white, though. because Yeah, right. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. they would have came to your house and kicked the door down and shot you, probably. Well, yeah. have, fun, have fun with that at my house. But I have a guy who <laughs> who walks dogs, that's his job over in Seattle, refuses to take the bridge for whatever dumb reason. But he gets last couple of weeks he's gotten like five letters from the good to go saying you need to pay all this and it's like I refuse to go cross those bridges and pay the tolls. Yeah. And somehow and they're like, Well, maybe somebody has your same license plate number. It's what? like how is that possible, fucking state? Well, you, you should know? know that. Well, yeah. that's the thing is, I'm supposed to be able to like look at the pictures of my yeah. Jeep, right? My Jeep is pretty goddamn identifiable. Oh yeah, you know. And could it just be like you know, they misread the license plate? No, I don't fucking know because I never got the actual fucking ticket. And but how good, like, it, how me good is there any hey, other technology? Oh, Obviously, money. it's not because this guy's getting tickets. Well, also, why the fuck do like? <sighs> We're gonna e- we're gonna email this fucking episode straight to the city of Seattle or King County or whoever the fuck it's, you need to. Uh, all uh, of them, fuck them. King mm-hmm. or Seattle, uh, King County Court, whatever. I don't know, but like, like fuck that shit. Like, you know me, I'm I'm not a lawbreaker. Well, it's the whole <laughs> thing in court. You get to face your accusers. Right. Well, and that's the thing is, if you get a ticket, you actually get to you go can't. do it. They got to bring the traffic but, camera yeah. but, into but court. I was like, well, six months ago, you ostensibly did this at an unspecified location. I saw you. I saw you drive through that uh, red light. Yeah. You're whacking it off. Well, what I'm worried about is like you know how my weird parking situation is. So yeah. there's a red light there, but I turn right before it to get into my parking. It could be just that, but I don't know because they not tell me where this fucking occurred. And I can't get a hold of a 
actual fucking human to ask about it, you know? Yeah, I don't know how long you try before. Well, my thing is I only get a half hour lunch break, so I half hour and then it's like well you should quit your job and just pursue this fucking ticket full time yes I I will Moby Dick the fuck out of that like uh, (laughs) my white whale no if I need to if I need to I'll pay but I I consider it a fucking injustice and fuck your automation of like law enforcement activities you want some more yeah fuck that shit cease your investigation it starts out with motherfuckers checking out their own groceries at the grocery store and here's where we're at (laughs) yes so, welcome back to How the West is Fucked. How the West was fucked. Oh, by the way, uh, Carrie keeps doing the AI chat for us. So. Oh, there's oh, been, chat some, GPT? There's been yeah. some interesting, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, so we don't that? even uh, need to do this anymore. The, the, I don't need to write anything. The Pawnee Parakeet. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'm lucky I got a job where, yeah, I, I mean, I still work with a bunch of machines, but I still have to do stuff. Cause, like, you do uh, stuff for the machines. Apparently, illustration is right out, because now you can just like, type in Donald Trump's leaky butthole with fucking Nessie. Trump trucks. And a million things will pop up. Like, All better, better, though. better rendered than I'd be really able to do in a short I like the, time. Um, the uh, Will Smith eating spaghetti and meatballs was pretty fucking weird. I have not seen that one. Like, well, Will's, Will's been sending me stuff that Carrie's been making with like uh, I like the uh, uh, parakeet chainsaw is a good one. Like um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good job, Carrie. Anyway, welcome back to the West. Fuck the West. Okay, so we're still talking about the traveling corpse. Yep, hanging out the bus. Are you talking about America? <laughs> the traveling corpse. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> Propped up in a chair, man. <laughs> Stand over there, man. Oh, shit, my arm fell off. But anyways, we'll let uh, Will continue with the Comic Sans. Somehow, we're in episode three. Yeah. And the comically NPR. Which place. I thought was going to be one episode. That was uh, weeks ago. I was looking up the real Jack Slade because I accidentally ordered... Because there's a real Jack Slade. Okay. That we'll be doing an episode on at some point. But... Obviously, like Joe Meek, he has somebody's using it as a pen name, and that's one of the covers of the book. Oh my! Which is definitely uh, a yellow-haired Indian. Ooh, Tony, tell uh, tell Will what you bought at Punk Rock Fleet Market oh, last shit. week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, the the uh, Italian Rambo. The Italian Rambo, uh, or the quote, Native unquote, American. Native American. <laughs> Oh, in, in, the prou- in the proud t- pr- tradition of uh, Italian Americans playing we, Native we will Americans, be, we will be. We're, we're going to do a special episode on this. We're going to watch this movie. And we're going to do a riff tracks of it. Uh, we're going to we're going to watch this movie and then we'll do uh, we'll do a, a thirty minute. We're recap. not going to do a riff tracks because oh. we don't like copyright infringement. But um, there's a there's a a movie I picked up at Punk Rock Flea Market called Thunder Warrior. And, also, um, we should probably explain what Punk Rock Punk Rock Flea Market is. It's a flea market. With punk rockers. With punk rockers in Seattle. Happens every once in a while. Explained. So, uh, Thunder Warrior is a, it's basically Rambo, but it's a uh, Native American dude. Well, I'm going to read the back of the the videotape. After a long absence, a young Indian named Thunder returns to his native village uh, to marry his childhood sweetheart. Thunder! Thunder! Uh, there, there he finds uh, things have changed drastically. Uh, his tribe's uh, cemetery has been desecrated by local authorities who are permitting 
they put up a wax museum with like. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of desecrated graves, uh, who are permitting construction on the site? So basically, like Whitey comes to the village, uh, is building shit on a fucking ancient burial site. It sounds so it's alien and unfamiliar. Like and I've then, never heard. And then he goes straight fucking Rambo, and like on the on, I haven't watched the movie yet, but on the box, like uh, he's got like a there's a machine gun version, and then he's got like a rocket launcher uh, picture on the the other side. So he he goes straight fucking Rambo. So I I was like, man, I wonder who this actor is. And I look I look up the fucking main guy that plays Thunder and Italian man. Yeah, it's me, Mario. As, as you do. played by an Italian dude. Like I said in the in the proud tr- tradition of like uh, minstrel shows and uh, Iron Eyes Cody kind of shit. Like yep. you know, he kind of looks in the back of the box. He kind of looks like um from the Street Fighter the movie. He kind of looks like um uh Blanca. He kind of looks like Blanca. Yeah, it's the shitty rig. I mean, Blanca's green, but like he's got the same fucking hairpiece as Blanca. He's definitely got like some Mad Max energy happening. Like, also, kind of looks like, kind of looks like a yoked, like female character. Like, look at the way the shirt falls. Yeah, for it, sure. It looks like they're wearing kind of a boob yeah. Shirt. Thunder's got some titties. Mm, yeah. Mm. Anyways, we're gonna, cover, we're gonna cover this at some other point. Taste them steroids, Liver King. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Hopefully, the red pigment gave him all cancer, like John Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was also because they filmed in a nuke test. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. Just downwind from nuke. Then, not only that, they filmed it there, but they brought in that same dirt to to this stage in California yeah, to def- film. Definitely spread that dirt around, like mm-hmm. you know, fuck. Anyways, oh, why 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 is life weird? <laughs> like, Anyways, we're gonna continue continuing. With the Comic Sans and the fantastic NPR voice. Uh, Mulligan stew voice, hobo stew. That's what the <laughs> oh, runners... Oh, that's where you left off. That's yeah, right. The runners are eating hobo what, stew. What about rainbow stew? We'll all be drinking that green bubble up and eating that rainbow stew. The fuck are to. you talking about? Uh, it's not Roger Miller. Who the fuck is that? Like, we'll all be drinking that green bubble up, drinking that, or eating that rainbow stew. Was Roger Miller the first furry? He had maple no. surple. Yeah, maple But it, it's not... I don't think it's Roger Miller. If my phone would ever work in this room, I'd look it up. It's always Roger Miller. Well, you can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. Get on with it. Anyway, so uh, the of course he had his runners run around the cities. This is the uh, the corpse hanging out of the bus that we're still on. Metal. Oh, the bus with all the like the with all the metal shit. Bus. The, the fucking the 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 record player and like the stove yep. and they're the broadcasting a radio they're broadcasting station. radio station out of the fucking bus somehow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just want to know, like, on a on like a nuts and bolts level, like, how the fuck does that work? I want, I want to see the 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 Haynes manual for that fucking bus. I think you just put up a big pole, and first you put up the flagpole sitter, but right. you also hope for lightning to strike it so you get some energy, some electricity. <laughs> well, no, like, it's like, it's like the fucking uh, Ecto One, man, the Ghostbusters like, car. Like you say, if like I was a it was me, I just have like croquets with like petrified outlaw in it, you know, because that's what you need. <laughs> So, of course, like truck nuts, like you basically drag along like from trucks, shower of sparks. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a winch where you can like raise it when when you're parked, you can like, you know. And then, and then you have a, you have a, a planer, like a hand planer where you're just like shaving off little pieces of the, the mummy. Yeah. Like Benito flakes. Like Benito flakes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the runners are running around cities that didn't pay, pay cash and carry pile there. No money? I'll nope. take a 13-mile detour. That's fine. So that led people of uh, Carthage, Missouri, to throw eggs at the land yacht, the, the, 
the two-story bus with that, the corpse in it. That what, sounds like an afternoon. I would do it, that too. And it's at this point, not equipped with like M250 caliber machine guns to deter mm-hmm. such activities. And conditions were so bad on the uh, the route that the runners wanted to strike. What? Okay. <laughs> Are they getting paid? No. So and they only like, get paid <gasps> at the end if they win. Do you imagine just like running and you're like, <gasps> <gasps> hey, Steve. Hey, Will. Uh, you want to form a union? <laughs> yeah, man. What are our bylaws going to be? No, well, I don't know. Do I can still get to play the Equality <laughs> Answer Run? Strike, strike, strike. <laughs> strike. Are we like mid-run? Are we demanding better wages? Because I don't think we're getting paid. Right? Nope. <laughs> so now Pyle was strapped for cash because he spent it all on mummies and two Decker buses. Well, as you do. See Nicholas Cage? Mm-hmm. So he's dodging creditors. He's probably running away from them. Only, he is Nicholas Cage. Only if he couldn't, you know. He's probably not a runner. Made a series of weird movies. I spent yeah. all my money on dinosaur mum, bones, mummies, and, and, and dinosaur pir- bones, and, and double pyra- decker buses, and a pyramid in fucking New Orleans. <laughs> in New Orleans, yeah. And he's bouncing checks like crazy because he's running away, literally. It's the only and, part that makes sense. Yep. So they race through Oklahoma, and then Elmer disappears because if he's somebody, a magician, Tony Poltroon. Well, he's from Oklahoma, or at least he died in Oklahoma. So he just went the fuck home. No, they just hide him because. They hope a relative wouldn't come and claim him. Oh, I see. Yeah, they're like because that's oh, how shit. they got him. Right. Yep. We're in his homeland, and hopefully, yeah. hopefully nobody Fuck. comes to claim his ass. Hopefully, nobody recognizes this piece of beef jerky that used to be a person. <laughs> like, but actually, Bob Fenton of Pawhuska wanted to see Elmer because he was maybe the guy who shot him in the posse. What? In the, the posse. Fuck? Hey, that guy deserves. To, hey, that guy gets to hang that corpse over his fireplace. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I mean, if he can do it to a whitetail fucking deer, you yeah. can do it to a fucking Elmer Curdy. <laughs> Just a know? head, like it's like Just, uh, fucking uh, the pest. Well, you got to make him look all sinister and shit. You know, mm-hmm. oh, of course, you probably have to like like rehydrate him and put his arm like kind of like the Mount, far, Mount far side Gr- comic of the bear that yeah, exactly. like drinking every, the water and every grizzly him. bear that's yeah. ever been shot was clearly attacking the. Yeah. Also, yep. exactly. This guy invented fentanyl, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Tulsa, he found uh, Sonny's son, Edward. Sonny's or, son. Oh, the the Fenton found Sonny's son, and he had him uh, take him to Elmer and get a private viewing out of it. And Fenton quietly like a, went home. Like a lap dance? Like a, like a, I was just <laughs> going to say. Fuck? A private lap dance. There's no touching in the champagne room. <laughs> you you cannot touch the corpse, but the, tor- the corpse can touch you. Right. I'm just kind of like... <laughs> Falls over like clonk. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so once they're back in Missouri, Elmer came back out though. Like Puxatawney Phil, mm-hmm. like sees his shadow. There's like 500 more miles of the race. Or mm-hmm. yeah. so Pyle wants to speed things up and made the checkpoint 60 miles from 50. Not that the people would run any faster, but I guess if you want to be fed at the end well, of the day, you have to like, make another 10 miles. What year is this again? 1920-ish? So, pre-television. So, basically, there's people watching this when you go through a town. There's, oh, it's like Death Race. There's Death lo- Race 2000. There's long stretches of, like, maybe you pass a guy, like, in a Model T driving the other way. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe a guy on a horse. But mostly, you're just, like, out in the sticks running. I'm sure, like, well, well, I, I, the, I'm imagining in my head, like, there's, like, a cluster. Because, like, every race has, like, clusters of... Of racers, right? You got someone who's ahead. You got people that are way behind. But you have like a, a just a bunch of people in the middle that are just walking. We call that the pack. The pack. Leader of the pack. Have you ever done a marathon? <laughs> no, fuck I've done no. A fucking pussy. 
That's shit stupid. Why would you run for no reason? I didn't run. I kind of walked it. But That's look. what I'm saying. So you got a... Well, you, you, got did a, a you did a death march. I just did Yeah, the, it was a baton death march. The St. Paddy's Day thing where they, where they let you walk on the viaduct. Yeah, I, you also, I, I did that a couple times because there's drinks at the end. Well, oh, and there, see, there, there, I, there was, I didn't, there was I didn't drinks run. at the end of the baton death march, too, and like about the last thing I wanted... At the end of that shit was a fucking warm beard thrust in my hand. It's like no, just, yeah. Running in the desert is a little different from running Tylenol, two miles and Tylenol and Gatorade. Yeah, please. I'm, well, I'm a drummer, so like that's basically like doing a marathon. Yeah, you know. All right, fucking stolen valor, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, there's like a group of fuckers in the middle that are like making plans and shit. You know, you're like you're yeah. like. We're walking. We're all walking. Yeah. The race actually starts when we get to the next town well, and people are watching my, us. My thing then is where I got, I'm going to haul ass. I got behind like, a group of dudes from like a 75th Ranger Bat, and they were like, uh, it was the year that the uh, Metallica like Symphonic album came out. And so they had a guy with a backpack frame with a boombox on it, and they were playing that. So I got behind them and was like, yeah. That's how you yeah. draft. Well, that's thing is I'm not a cool guy. I was a fucking artilleryman, and I'm, oh, yeah, I'm keeping up with the fucking Rangers. So, like, you're kind of motivating yourself. I got Metallica playing symphonic bullshit, and fucking every once in a while somebody hands you an orange slice so you can get, like, feel your lips burn for citric acid or eat a banana for potassium. You Every once in a while they had little things like misters that you'd walk through. But and they hand you water or hot coffee. And no, no, you carry your own. Like, we, we were doing military light, so you carry your own fucking water. I had an Ellis pack full of uh, two-liter bottles of water. You carry your own fucking hot coffee. Mm-hmm. Right. But you'd also like would consistently get passed by by like sixty year old ladies <laughs> wearing like like you know they're misting themselves and wearing like shoes and shit. But you're wearing your gear. Oh, yeah. um, so that would slow you down a little, bit. a little bit. Well, and then the transition from sand to blacktop to sand to blacktop, and it's in White Sands, mm. New Mexico. So you know, yeah, yeah that's where Boys to Men filmed that uh, famous music video. I don't know what you're talking about. They filmed the music video there. Cool. It's everything I know about White Sands, New Mexico. That's a missile test range, and there's mm-hmm. orcs that live out there. There's what? Orcs. A what? Uh, uh, African gazelles that are endangered in Africa, so they have a... Cool. Them, I thought you mean, said orcs. It's uh, like D&D has fucking permeated your brain, is, my friend. Uh, nope. It is... Uh, shit, I don't even know how to spell it. There's a Y and an X in it, but orcs. Okay. Yeah, and that's where like a, they bury all the E.T. Yep. Atari video, video games. games. Yep. yep. And then... Uh, isn't there some kind of like Joshua tree kind of shit happening out there too? Like there's some fucking plant that only uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's weird with the the sand washing away, and then you have this one plant that should be just three inches tall, but the root system is washed away, and it's like three feet or you know six feet tall. Right. But also, you know, they still have the the Saturn V uh, missile testing place that you could see from White Sands if you walk around the the one trail there. Would that be like Trinity or like? No, like uh, getting up to the moon type of stuff. Oh. Trinity is probably not far away, but like 100 miles away north. But I think I said, said that, and I you know, went there 15 years ago and missed it by one week because they only open up the Trinity site for two weekends a year. Jesus. Because well, you get enough radiation for, yeah. <laughs> for oh, your yeah, whole yeah, lifetime like, if you hang out there I'm going to bread for an breakfast hour. at Chernobyl, like fucking, you sure. know. All right. Anyway, All right. the runners got skinnier and skinnier like Elmer as they're going along. <laughs> The Ohio frontrunner Gavuzi gave up because he had a bad tooth. Hey, Gavuzi. Oh, that's in Ohio. Yeah, you're, but, you're in your element now there, 
That's right. It- Italian American. <laughs> it's me, Mario. Hey, Kabushi, my, my fuck too far. Why aren't you playing Indians in movies? Anyway, <laughs> this guy's uh, British somehow. Oh, there's a lot of uh, Italian British. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was Garner's? Garner's dad name. Um, Actually, like his mom. I think his mom is Italian. Or his mom is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the uh, fucking Diwali. No, it doesn't matter. DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Right. Anyway, this guy's British because he has a bad tooth. So he has to drop out. No, he has a bad tooth because he's British. That Mm -hmm. that means I'm British. Mm -hmm. So Andy Payne takes over. He was a Cherokee from Oklahoma. Andy Payne. Mm -hmm. And he's now 20. Hours ahead of everybody Just else. Just the name alone. Hell yeah. Just the name alone. I'll put my $5 on that guy. Oh, he comes out onto the street to like do the run, and it's just like, are you ready? Yeah. Throw you... your hands in the air. Yeah. What do you call, boy? I'm Andy. Andy Payne. <laughs> <laughs> so within a few weeks, uh, they're already to New York or New Jersey. There's a 75-mile stretch into Deposit, New York. What? Deposit New York? Yeah, that's where you deposit your so dead the, bodies in uh, East say, River. Like your dog shit bags? Or? So Payne was 16 hours ahead of John Solo, or Salo, or Passaic. I'm going with Solo because now I'm definitely picturing Harrison Ford and mm-hmm. his gear. Like, Hell yeah. So, I'm uh, John, John Solo. <laughs> it's like trying to, you know, since Job was looking for him, he's trying to use an assumed name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Han. Han. Oh, he's a, uh, he could be a distant cousin. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so Payne's trainer asked for Ooh, a police. Now, now I want to see Juan Solo. <laughs> I'm picturing like Luis Guzman being like Han Solo kid. <laughs> yeah. Flap kind of stick. <laughs> so Payne's trainer asked for a police escort through Passaic because he thought he'd be killed because he's leading the race and the second guy is from Passaic. But they get through Passaic. And this is why he thinks he's going to be killed? Mm hmm. So they, they get through Passaic, though, and Solo's friends just cheer him on. Chewbacca's just like... <laughs> uh, then they took a ferry across to New York City, and nobody cared. What? They took a ferry in a foot race? Mm-hmm. Did they, did they run in place the whole yeah, time? Yeah, you're supposed to. They should. Like, it should be like, uh, what is that, uh, triathlon where you have to swim? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. You swim next to the ferry, bitch. Like, I can yell at you with my, like, megaphone. Yeah. But you're swimming next to this fucking ferry. Yeah, well, There's yeah. still even in Or you can run along with the bottom if yeah. you're capable of then doing you have, that. Yeah, you, this you, is prime, it's, uh, prime uh, gangster era. There's too many bodies in the river, so. You could just walk on them. Well, that's protein. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just walk on them. And then uh, you got to you gotta run, swim, and then you got to fly. Just, like, uh, drag off a bloated, like, strip of flesh, pop it in your mouth like a Slim Jim. <laughs> Step into a Slim Jim. Slurm into a Slim Jim. Oh, God. <laughs> Step into a Slim Jim. So by the time they get to New York City, nobody cared because they think this race is for a bunch of, you know, hicks and stuff. Because it is. They've been running through Kansas. I don't want anything to do with this bullshit. Yeah, Fran Drescher's there. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> so uh, Cash and Carrie Pyle gets into the, the Madison Square Garden and finds it empty. I want that to be the special. Well, I know Cash and Carrie isn't called Cash and Carrie anymore. No, I it's want- called U.S. Chef Store. Well, I know, but I wish that when it was Cash and Carrie, like, 
Hey, welcome to Tuesday. It's the Cash and Curry pile. Fight each other for like, <laughs> oh, yeah. just like dis- highly discounted like lobster tails. And no, no, you pay. Like, you have to. You have to pay ten dollars, and then you have to fight everyone for well, whatever. I, you, it's like supermarket I, I, suite I'm picturing, on steroids. I'm picturing the uh, Goodwill that has like where they like <laughs> yeah, they, the, put, the, they, they put the electronics have, on tables and they rope it off. So, uh, dear listeners, uh, in Seattle, there's uh, like there's several Goodwills, but there's the. Uh, it's what do they good, call it? It's the Goodwill outlet. Uh, outlet? Yeah, yeah. Whatever and, it, it is. And it's right next to RePC, which is his own thing. RePC's dope. Uh, but the the, but, go, the Goodwill, we call it Goodwill by the pound because yeah, you, you you show up and you have, they give you a cart and you they're just bins of un- Oh, shit. Un- like, uh, unorganized I, I tried piles to, of shit. I tried to source my uh, uh, fucking uh, Dale stuff from there. Yeah. But the smell was overwhelming. It's it's nuts. and also the only coveralls I found or overalls I found were for that of a child. So so I, I've learned I've learned over countless times being there, wear gloves. Um, they have bins. There's just bi- at a minimum. It's it's not it's not a fucking normal. No, they're like place. It's There's like just, it's like troughs full of clothing. Yep, it's it's rolly bins full of shit. Just but, full of stuff. But have you been there when they do the electronics? I told you about that. Well, I know. So I let's, have let's, been there. let's describe so, that for our listeners. Well, for, first, I want to just say you 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 dig through shit, unsorted fucking bins, um, and you pull shit out that you want, and then they weigh your cart at the end. You actually and you, don't want any and you, of it, but and you, you pay by the fucking pound. So I bought I've bought DVDs by the pound and videotapes by the pound. At that place, as dear listeners, you can attest to you when you saw his shelf collapse. Yes, like, um, situation. But also, they have the electronics, quote unquote, section. Big quotes around that, where they have it's, it's a goddamn wrestling ring. Got, is what it is. They've got folding tables arranged in a fucking circle, and they put like DVD players, televisions, uh, Just whatever. VCRs, whatever, anything electronic like that. And they set it all, and they've got a rope all the way around the fucking thing. Yeah, uh, so nobody can come in. Until they get it set up, and, and, and then they literally and, rip the rope away, yeah. and people just oh, scram. Oh, and they ring a fucking bell. Yeah, they ring a bell. That's right. But they just scram. This is what me and Mario used to do before we had a kid. We just no. like watch people fight over fucking well, DVD players thing, it's a, at the Goodwill. There, there are a Dude, significant amount of like contenders, like you know, like oh, uh, you can like, size motherfuckers up and the, just watch them. Like oh, I think the, this the, guy's gonna win. The, the tension is tangible. It builds as like uh, gets closer to the time because they, they ri- stand outside the rope and they're just waiting and waiting and waiting yeah, for them to ring the bell and, and, and drop try, the rope. And they're trying to get like a couple speakers or like you know whatever. Like it's fucking wild. It is wild. Yeah, I don't know anything so, about this. So when in Seattle, I've always had a job. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. They just don't pay me enough. Uh, but like, uh, late stage capitalism. Yeah. Right? Wow, right. that's Mad Max. This oh. is barter town, it motherfucker. It's literally some Mad Max shit. Even outside of that building is Mad Max shit. So, folks, when you uh, come to visit lovely Seattle, check out the original Starbucks down there at the uh, Pike Place Market. <laughs> but also, you know, lesser known, like spend some time down in Soto and like hang out at the uh, Goodwill Outlet. Goodwill Outlet and where, the cro- where do they have the monkey knife fights? I haven't found that yet. Tacoma. I was just saying, that sounds like, yeah, more like it's a... It's like Lakewood. Territory. That's Lakewood shit. Lakewood shit, yeah. Adjacent to the military base. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Where the fuck are we? <laughs> so the runners are taking the, the ferry from Staten Island to New York or wherever. But uh, there's nobody there in Madison Square Garden because that's where they want to finish the race. They, 
have but nobody's like, there. Nobody's there because nobody, nobody cares. Gives a nobody shit. gives a shit. There's no internet. So <laughs> there's, there's more people at the fucking Goodwill like because New York, section. New York in New York City they have real entertainment. They don't need to watch people run around in a circle. Well, at that point, real entertainment was like dodging liquor laws and like Tommy gun fire yeah. and you know fuck that sounds dope. Oh wait, uh, also like King Kong, mm-hmm. like you know. Yeah, he was there. He was there. <laughs> So uh, Pyle gets inside and finds it empty, but he has the runner shower and look all nice the night before, or at least that's what he asked him to do. But they all came in limping and bandaged up from dog bites because you get a lot of dog bites when you're running 3,500 miles across country. (laughs) Okay, that's the thing I didn't expect. Well, and also like a lot of times, you know, the African-American persons that were running would have people sick their dogs on them. Hmm. Wow. Oh, they got they dogs were, sicked oh, on them by yeah. racist pieces of shit. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. I think that's uh, part of the uh, thing. So of the 300 America. plus racers that started, only 55 were left. And of that, only the top 10 would get any money at all. Well, they should now all have to like uh, fight to the death, like straight mm-hmm. up like two men enter, one man leave style. And then... So Andy Payne was, of course, he was 16 hours ahead, so he didn't really have to worry. So he would get 25,000. Uh, Salo, the the second place guy, would get ten thousand, then five, and then two and a half. Who was the uh, Taro Humara guy? Oh, he must have dropped out because I don't well, see his name. Well, you're saying like Andy Payne was Native American, right? He's like Cherokee or something. Oh fuck. So and of course, Madison Square Garden would give a hundred dollars for who finished the last leg inside first, so they get a little bonus there. But it's a quarter mile track inside and ten times around. But the men could barely walk around it because they've already done 3,400 miles. Wait, they get to Madison Square Garden and have to run around in a circle? Well, you have to make a spectacle because otherwise we can't ride it in the fucking time. Fucking stupid. So it's empty, and Pyle is in the center of the track shouting at these people to run around, and they're like stumbling around like zombies. Hey, you fucking lazy bastards, I've been riding around in my land yacht. And like, uh, screaming screaming at people with a corpse. What are we doing this for? (laughs) Not for this. Like... (laughs) They're like, uh, sir, I'm, I'm super dehydrated. I don't know why they're British suddenly. But, uh, yeah. One guy was. Well, he he had a bad tooth, so yeah. he's out. Yeah, that's why he talks like that. Yep. But like, I'm super dehydrated. Just like, oh, just the, the so, temerity. What? You lazy bitches don't want to make a fucking spectacle for me? You know, like, fuck. Yeah. Once again, job of the fucking hut. Yeah, ba- yeah pretty much. <laughs> so some started to run, but then they walked again. And then some ate sandwiches. Well, as you do. And in Evening Post, the article said, and the winner, if anyone cares, was Andrew Payne. Yep. Yay. I like, that's great. If anyone cares. Andrew Payne's like, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, man. Well, he got like uh, 25 grand, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't give a fuck what they wrote about him Good in the paper. Good job, Andrew Payne. Andrew Payne, I, I applaud you. Eventually, though. And the next day in the New York Times, Pyle brushed aside questions of the prize money. Because he didn't have it. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> was yet to be paid out. No. God damn it. Then he starts with his... I thought uh, this was going to be one that's not about exploiting indigenous people, but as it turns out... As always. <laughs> it's not about, like, uh, not giving annuities or shit that you promised them. Uh, oh, fuck you. Fuck you. <gasps> so Pyle says, uh, no questions about the prize money. I want to talk about my uh, commercial for uh, Pyle's patented footbox. Yep, exactly. Which has, footbox? It's a box full of remedies for the human foot. It's back to tanks for your feet. Mm-hmm. 
Well, at least he's not a box full of feet. Well, no, he perfected this while like uh, observing these like hardcore athletes. Oh, like, he, he he you know he started with this and then decided to make a foot race. It's just it's just shitheadery. What a fucking it, absolute piece of, of shit. The politicians we have now. It's wow. Fucking, yeah. Cool. Please. This is where we live now. Please go on. <laughs> can we so, start a Patreon so I can like move to a cave? So a week after the race if ended, you donate at this level. We'll fucking Bo will move to a cave. <laughs> so a week after the race, they still haven't paid out the prize money. Uh, I suspect like seventy-five years after the race, mm-hmm. they will not have paid out the prize money. And uh, of course, Pyle says he handed over the money to a guy named Tex Rickard. To sounds trust tr- a guy that sounds trustworthy. Tex. Always like always hand your money to a guy named Tex. Mm-hmm. And Definitely the New York that. Times published a minute-by-minute minute report. <laughs> so they have a minute-by-minute minute report of the from the Vanderbilt uh, Vanderbilt Hotel where Pyle was staying. So this is like minute-by-minute. Minute? Yep. Via radio or what? Well, this is probably bullshit. Oh, too. they write it down. Gotcha. Yeah, they write it down. Gotcha. What they're what they're seeing. They also saw the Mothman earlier that day. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and he was the Vander the Vanderbilt conspiracy. Yeah. They say at 535, Pyle leaves the hotel with $4,800 to give to Mr. Rickard. You can definitely see how much money he has in his pocket or mm-hmm. in his satchel or whatever. Like <laughs> 10 minutes later at 545, Pyle still is at the hotel with the money, even though they just said that he gave. It doesn't make sense. 555, <laughs> Mr. Pyle has not been at the hotel for two hours. No, Nobody knows where he is. This is why you should probably not write the the article until it's done. Yeah, yeah. you maybe should do that, or or you can hire Charlie Seringo. <laughs> fucking, we're gonna Six, get ahead of this fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. six oh five. Mister Pyle left dress, twenty minutes I'm ago with the money. Like your grandma and like clean this room. And then at six fifteen, Mister Pyle has not been here since this morning. Nobody knows where he is. <laughs> First of all, it, it, what okay. the fuck? Right, it is acceptable that they don't know where this person is. First of all, lead with that. Um, well, this is the minute by minute reporting the, the stuff they're getting. But, God damn it, dude! But it's creepy. Like, the fact that they feel like they're able to offer that as like a service. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna just have motherfuckers following you around, like private citizen, and report on your why. Is, why is Twitter so popular? That, that like, I, I guess that that <laughs> thing is like this is the analog version. Yeah, of what? Yeah, right. Of what we're seeing today, like, fucking dipshit weekly, uh, minute by minute breakdown of fucking Joe Biden took a shit at yeah, fucking right. four p.m. Like, yeah. Well, it's uh, the fucking you know uh, Trump got indicted. That was like well, I mean, they just they kept okay. the camera on his. Well, I was just saying they that's kept, somewhat newsworthy. It is, but they kept a camera on his fucking like house and we're like live. Live at some point, somebody might some be point, moving around Mar-a-Lago, uh, and then at some point, his fucking private plane's gonna take off. Oh, and there it goes, and we like watch it, yep. his plane take off, and then he gets to New York. It's like they, it seems to me that the gardener might be uh, leaf blowing. They gave uh, that. The, they gave that motherfucker. Sorry, this is my fucking little soapbox. They gave yeah. that motherfucker the option to to do that shit via Zoom. Yeah. Uh. Just over over the internet? No. And he, he was like, no, I want to show up no, in he, New York. Well, of course. He, right? he wants to make a spectacle. Fuck that guy. Um, like earlier this week, uh, talking about, like, uh, uh, I think either Knowledge Fighter or, like, he was either Cody and... Uh, Doesn't of, matter. One of, one of them other better podcasts talking about, like, yeah, it's just fucking... Yeah. He thinks, like, 
it's all about the spectacle, I'll like raise up like some shit. But yeah. like, I guess the best argument I've heard is like he's very used to being able to uh, talk a bunch of shit and not perjure himself and right. not actually have any uh, results happen to that. Sure. Like, so let's 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 see what happens. Cut out of everything else. Well, yeah. I'm just saying the coverage is fucking horseshit because it's like minute by minute fucking coverage. Once again, as soon as I'm done recording this, I'm starting Patreon. Uh, Let's like uh, let Bo live in a cave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If if you if you give at the twelve thousand dollar level, Bo will live in a cave. Yeah, and me and Will will live in houses. I'll be. Well, I'm not saying like my cave won't have Wi-Fi, but like that's fine. Your cave can have Wi-Fi. That's totally. Now coming in, green, red green. Green! Another red green. Hey, green! I ain't never played football with no legend. When you've got a well-known name, people expect a lot. We've got a beer named after the city that means beer, Old Milwaukee. It's a tough name to live up to, but Old Milwaukee beer tastes as great as its name. Green, huh? Next they'll send in a kid named Gail Sayers. Attention, please. Now coming in. Anyway, the the runners hang around all week, still talking to the press. One guy who was named Wildfire Thompson, Mm. he still insisted on running. That's almost what we named Sola. Oh. Yeah. Well, tractor pull was my boat, but... Well, first it was going to be like Rambo, tractor pull, uh, chainsaw. Not Chalupa Batman. (laughs) No. You know what? That's a good one. Yeah. I I probably got a vasectomy. I said, you guys could work on that, but like, you know. Us, Us together? No. Like you and your... Oh, I haven't got my vasectomy yet. <laughs> oh, and I stress yet. So if you guys need some cum, fucking let me well, know. Well, yeah, next cat name for 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 mayonnaise. <laughs> I know you got stuck on Jim's, but next cat. All cats are named Jim. Not in my experience. All horses are named Jim too. I don't know if you knew that. That's an upcoming episode. What the fuck? All right, move along. Anyway, so this guy named Wildfire Thompson is still running because he believed in tapering it off like methadone. Mm-hmm. Because he can't stop the agony all at once because he missed yeah, the, yeah. the stabbing pains. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> fucking like, yeah, wean, wean it out. If know. I stop running today, I will die. So finally, the runners get their ceremony at the uh, Madison Square Garden's smallest ever crowd, even for Knicks games. Damn. So once again, the kid with the lollipop mm-hmm. and like probably the hat with a propeller. And Andy Payne didn't mind swearing his ass off. Because it was nobody there. Fuck this fucking shit, Whitey. <laughs> I'm going to take your money. Hell, uh, it's, 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 what I, it's what I, uh, my joke that I turned into reality when we were on tour in Rat City Ruckus. Uh, I, I, I said uh, my favorite thing to do would be like step up to the mic and be like, we're Rat City Ruckus. Fuck everyone here. <laughs> well, they kind of do that in the, uh, the film Green Room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tex Rickard handed him the check, oversized novelty still, check, I'm sure. Still vi- envisioning that person is Randall Tex Cobb. Mm-hmm. But he quickly uh, snatched uh, it away and in laughed. His, in his resume. What? Wait, he whipped out the check and then just put it away? Just as a joke. But Payne didn't really have a sense of humor by waiting a week for his check. Yeah. And a brawl nearly started. Hell yeah. Fuck this guy <laughs> up, dude. <laughs> Jesus. And a late coming photographer asked him to repeat the scene. But they refused to do it. <laughs> yeah, because dude would have got his fucking ass handed to him. So two days it's later, like, yeah, my legs hurt, but my fucking arms don't. Two days later, Elmer was spotted by Joseph Johnson's son Luke 
in Southern California. So, well, what was Elmer doing? Well, Elmer must have ran all the way back from New York City to to L.A. I don't know how he did that. Jet, he's yep. got frequent flyer miles. He should. Yep. So uh, this uh, Joseph Johnson son, the guy who would play, but uh, the corpse on a on the roller skates and parade him around when he was a kid. <laughs> he's in Southern California for a business trip, and he was taking a stroll on the boardwalk. Like, hey, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. I know that piece of beef jerky. So Luke went up to the Barker and sent him straight about the story, but the Barker took it in stride and just tried to incorporate Luke no, into his story, into his fucking... Barker, yeah. Barkerness. Wait, wait. Okay, this guy was like, hey, I used to roll that fucking corpse around yeah. on roller skates. This yep. is what this are you doing with this thing? He's like, him. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is an astronaut that came back weird. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, and he's like, uh, no, no, literally, this is, this this is my dad's paperweight for yeah, like, <laughs> totally. my entire childhood. This is a corpse that I used to roll around on. Roller skates. Yeah. Guarantee you. I mean, he's my dead friend. Like, what a, a lot fucking of my, weird lot turn. Of my childhood friends events. had, like, imaginary friends, but, like, I had, you know, it's like my pet monster. It's just a, yeah. you know. So, by the 1930s, Sonny's museum was starting to get run down. The wax figureheads of the president started to melt in Fuck, the L.A. climate. And times were changing. People were more into lurid sex movies. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of crimey stuff, anyway. Well, because they had movies now. Mm-hmm. So, like, yes, the, fir- the first... Yeah, we well, get the violence out of the way, then, but I still want to fuck. Well, and then, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get back to the well, violence. Well, then the technical, like, uh, uh, technological innovations of like uh, the early 80s, you can have sex and violence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Holy fuck. Oh, I just love the fact that, like... Like, we've invented the film. Oh, people are fucking on camera. No shit. Like, there's a whole website. Uh, what the fuck was it called? I found a website that's, like, nothing but, like, silent film porno. Oh, I thought you were going to be facetious and be like, I found a website that has nothing but porno. Oh, oh. But you didn't add the I've, word silent film. I, I didn't discover that. <laughs> but there, there's a whole, like, it's it's all, like, fucking weird porno from, like, the like the turn of the century. And it's not all Bath like, taken. show me your ankle. No, like, the last one I saw was like, a dude was dressed like the Grim Reaper, and he starts banging this chick, and then uh, she's also given oral like some other dude. It's like a... Excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I gotta go jack off. <laughs> anyway. So, so instead of the crimey stuff, uh, actually just down the street from his museum, there was a naughty movie called The Seventh Commandment that was playing. What is The Seventh Commandment? Probably not fucking your neighbor. Uh, but, but in this movie, we will fuck your neighbor. But uh, so uh, Sonny sees all these guys lining up in front of his place, so he wants to meet the guy who made that film. And that guy was Dwayne Esper, and he made the title. Uh, a- oh, he made such titles as Sex Maniac, Marijuana with oh, an H. It's one, of the, it's one of the. Oh, that's why you've been sending me shit about the devil's lettuce. Like, mm-hmm. all, yeah. And now it all makes another sense. title called How to Undress in Front of Your Husband. Yeah, that's a thing that probably shouldn't exist, but like, yeah. Esper was born in Snohomish. Oh, nice. Uh, what? My, up here? Yep. yep. Fuck my, yeah, my, dude. My, uh, after I got out of the real army, my uh, na- National Guard army was up in Snohomish. Now uh, resplendent in awesome antique malls and whatnot. Uh, he was a motorcycle stuntman who hurt his hand, so he became a contractor and moved to L.A., the owner of a lab processing film defaulted on a loan, so he just took it over. So that's how you get into film business. Okay, but. wait, hold on. He's a motorcycle stuntman, mm-hmm. became a contractor. And After now, he got hurt. And now he runs a fucking film lab? Yep. Well, he, he got a film lab, so now he's making films. Yeah. People, I mean. dude, dude. <laughs> 
To top it off, he was a fifth of Scotchman a day. Not a, not a fifth of a fifth, a fifth. Five Scotchmen a day. Yep. Got it. Yeah. And he Jerk would sue anybody Scotchmen. at any time. And the joke was that he would answer the phone, I'll sue, instead of saying hello. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, Cody at the Funhouse. Like, uh, uh, oh, here it is. It's called VintageCuties.com. Uh, to me, it's just like reminiscent of like a uh, trail cam shit. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, that, I, I'm pretty sure this is a person in the corner. Right. But it looks like a fucking deer or something. Right. Or like it's like, well, it's just like, like stomping it's on It's them. like pro wrestling from the 50s with trail cams. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like. Well, there's an elk. Oh, look, somebody's getting anal. Like, you know. So the Seventh Commandment was his first film. So it enraged. What was the Seventh Commandment? Uh, did we, did we you, figure that out? Thou shalt not commit adultery. I did look that up. So it enraged the head of Hollywood's production code, name of Joseph Meeks Breen. Oh, oh what? Yeah. We got we got a Breen in this motherfucker? Yep. <laughs> Oof. I can manipulate space time and energy I can compress time dark matter dark energy quantum physics the string theory I can bend time uh, so Sonny bought half of the interest in his film and Sonny put away his wax figures and moved on to better things put away your toys yep. we're making porno baby mm-hmm but Elmer survived. And bring out the other toys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But they still Elmer uh, still use Elmer. And Esper's second film was called Narcotic, and it was written by his wife. She used her own family history for the material, which it must have been cheery. And it was about a doctor who started smoking opium and steps it up to heroin, and then shoots himself at the end, so I'm sure it's a good movie. And as we all remember, uh, what heroin was initially for... Soothing coughs for children. Oh, initially, probably. I think. Anyway, Esper takes uh, the film Narcotic on the road with Elmer, and they propped him up at the theater to attract crowds. They even went back to Pahuska, where Elmer was displayed in the at the mortuary for so many years before. And Elmer was in the movie too, as the drug fiend. He's been dead for. Wait, he just plays a dead body and shit. Mm-hmm. For well, he's been dead for well, thirty years at this that, point. That's what I'm saying. Like he just plays a like. I, I'm like, oh yeah, he, he, totally, he man. I'm like nodding ha- along, but I'm like, he doesn't wait, have that wait, much range. Wait, wait, what does he do in these movies? I, I, oh, I think he plays I told, the dead guy. I think I told you about like uh, uh, Will. Like you were already out here, but like uh, when I was in North Dakota after the fucking army, we had a, a situation where oh, you did call in uh, Honky Talk Robot. Like you called into the uh, radio oh, yeah, show with yeah. him. So that guy was like the dare to keep kids off drugs kind of thing, and so he. Ran a music store and a skate score store, and he has never been in a band or Skated. skateboarded. <laughs> but well, that's and he's is, also not a robot or a cowboy. It's almost mm-hmm. like he's grooming kids for the message Ooh. that Jesus oh. needs. To, you know. But I, uh, either which way. Uh, so uh, in the uh, you know yeah you're familiar with the Dickinson uh, uh, fucking Fourth of July parade where. Like a lot of like National Guard, like shooting fucking blanks out of 50 cal, a bunch of guys in horses, and a bunch of like stock cars and like whatnot. And then, uh, well, they had their like uh, thing where it was like basically like, Johnny Badass, literally wearing a leather jacket, approaches like Susie Good Girl, you know, and she's all pretty much dressed like 
Oh, they do the like the, the 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 Christian uh, morality well, plays it, and shit. It mm-hmm. was like a, a progression on this one float. It was just like a long like a uh, trailer. Oh, terrible! So it's like uh, pretty much like a bad guy from like a fifties fuck like uh like the leader of the pack. You know, like fucking oh, that, oh, yeah. And then like you know, Susie's there and, and he has a baggie out with. Under, probably sugar cubes. I don't know, fucking know. Yeah, stuff and, in it. And uh, yeah, and then the uh, the other one, she's like pregnant, and another guy. Dre- you know, it's all the same flow, but it's like people dress the same. So like, he's doing like. Oh, the, you get a progression over time where it's like, like well, hand you the bag, and, and then the teenage, and then and the teenage girl is like now pregnant, and this guy's like doing like, no, nah, I don't want to hear it, you know. And then the next one is like her in a coffin. Like kind of situation sounds so, about right. Sometimes when my so, ki- when my kid like wants to like just ask me questions for over and over and over again. Yeah, but you're. I would least, rather just disappear. You, well, but you're also at least honest and like yeah. fact giving, not like oh the fairies come and take your poop yeah. or like. <laughs> I'm not sure where I just like conjured that bit of mythology, but like I'm I'm, I'm here said, for it. I'm I'm here for it. I'm gonna believe it. <laughs> It sounds great. I could have said teeth. That was what I was shooting <laughs> nope, for. Nope. The fairy. Yeah. What happens to your poop when you flush it down the toilet? The fairies come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're the worst fairies. <laughs> the shit they, fairies. They, they, they hate their shit fucking fairies, lives. Randy. <laughs> shit fairies. <laughs> I could always play like the late stage alcoholic or something. <laughs> Bored to play that. It's like in Utah, if they want to find a model for Jesus because nobody has long hair or a beard, they have to find a. Somebody like us, or, or homeless. Yeah, you can clock, you can clock in and do it, and then you can go across the street and do the uh, the fucking Rasputin, like mm-hmm. right after that. Yep. Rasputin. I'm not Rasputin. dead yet. <laughs> that was the best part of uh, history of the world, where he's that that oh, jackass Rasputin when they're trying to cut to off his dick. History I, of the I, world I, part two is fucking incredible. I, I still need to finish it, but Absolutely yes, incredible. Johnny Knoxville fucking Rasputin. Yep. Fuck. I'm Rasputin. This is <laughs> this is Jackass. Uh, and they just like fuck him up. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so Elmer he gets passed down to Sonny's son Dan, who also gets in the movie business, of course. He also gets into it with uh, David Friedman, who's pioneered many exploitation subgenres like Hell yeah. like Blood Feast. Uh, at this point in film. Pretty much everything was exploitation. Pretty mm-hmm. much everything. So Elmer is just kept in a storage room behind uh, Friedman's office for the most of the sixties. <laughs> he only comes just out chilling. for special occasions like scaring children and, and stuff like that. Huzzah! Is I Santa Claus? <laughs> I'm also a mummy. Let me creak into action. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, in nineteen sixty-six, Friedman uh, shot Chief Freaks, which is a good one. Shot what? You said she freaks. She freaks is the name of the movie. How do you spell so that? it's going to be about she lesbians because they were like S H E or C H I S H E. Okay, S H uh, E. Elmer is somewhere in the background, but he gets cut out of the final cut, so oh, he could have been in the last, his last movie. He was like propped up against a Coke machine or something. Actually, wait, what years? Sixty uh, six. Yep, Coke machine. Yep. So Dan's- is that is that the door guy at the bar? Coke machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a coke machine Coke yeah. machine I'm gonna fucking blow my heart out now I do cocaine <laughs> uh, Dan Sonny didn't like Elmer But he wanted to hang out hang out with you know, Didn't want to throw it away Because of his dad Well, you know, No man I got this from my dad I um, can't throw it away at, w- at what point does he get painted like fucking bright colors We're getting like, that okay. Just a few years uh, away my, Just making sure you It's like when my, when my dad died and I got that bag of weird knives Hey man, I gave you one. 
I know. I, 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 but shit, it's just like you actually, my, you actually gave me like three. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of knives in no, that bag. No, well, that and that, I still that, have a lot that, of knives. That fucking Gerber is dope as shit. It's yeah, yeah. There's some cool shit. Well, it's you know that one's made out of like tool seal. It's like the problem is like it won't really get dull that quick. But if you need to sharpen it, it's gonna be fucked up. It's made out of like fucking machining tool steel. Not no, well, generally if you have a knife, you use like louder steel so yeah. you can actually sharpen the reed. Right, but you need machinery to no, fucking. That, you need some shit. That, that fucking thing is the Terminator fucking T eight hundred. Yeah, fucking, you know, no, it's badass. I'm I just love saying. It. Thank you. I'm just. You're welcome. I'm just saying, like, if if my dad died and he was like, you get all this bag of knives. Also, there's a dead guy in the closet. <laughs> Here you go. Yep. <laughs> it's like. We know, we know a person with a skull in their closet, so... Yes, we do. Anyway, in 1968... <laughs> Good segue. Here comes two dudes from Vancouver, B.C. Hey. Oh, hey, uh, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. Whoa, how's the poutine down here? Like They're looking through his warehouse. They're bargain hunting. They're Don Crysdale and Ed Lurch. How much for the body? Uh, also with Ed Hicks, they're into cheap inventions you can sell at state fairs or late-night infomercials like the Pocket Fisherman. Oh, my God. Wait, those those are two things that pique my interest. Like, Ron Popeil I don't think I should be a bartender anymore. I think I should make cheap inventions mm-hmm. and late night shit I can sell to dipshits. That's my plan. Yep. Okay. All right. So they want wax museum figures to bring to people at a. Uh, so they they set up a a wax. Picture just like wax figures that look a lot like like Playmobil people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check it out. George Washington, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> It's just all like put a mustache. Probably Han Solo. Who knows? But they start out in Seattle in 1962 at the World's Fair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Monorail, monorail, monorail. Which actually, my grandmother and. uh, Elvis? No. uh, I think my aunt were at. uh, Wait, 62. 62? That's when they built the fucking Space Needle, right? Well, Mm -hmm. my thing is like uh, when my dad passed, like we watched. Eight millimeter films of like, well, and before that we had watched like me and my cousins were watching, but yeah, at one point at least my grandmother and I can't remember which of the kids were with with her, but yeah, I have like, well, my sister has like eight millimeter footage of like the World's Fair, tight, like well, and the fun part is like you know you and me like uh, from the fun house when the fun forest was so there with yeah, like dude. Falco bringing us like basketball and shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in there, and and the 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 old fun house, the bar that uh, Bo and I worked the at before, real fun before house. the Victory Lounge, uh, was across the street from the fucking uh, Bo's play there or fucking Will's play there because yeah. I'm I ran sound for Will's show yeah. for sure. Yeah, Antonio last play there multiple, multiple, multiple. Oh, all the time, yeah. But it was called Texas back in the '30s or whatever. Yep, Texas Tavern. It actually was still painted on the roof. Yep. Like, and in the back parking lot. So uh, just outside of the exhibits, probably maybe at the Funhouse, was a exhibit where they slapped together a bunch of wax music, wax figures. So they had Clark Gable and Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe on one end. Repeat offender. Oh, you said slapped together. I was picturing more like kind of a Cerberus shit where it's like no. Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe's head. But they on made like a, one uh, like a tableau of the Last Two Supper. Face. So they have Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe on one end of the table, and then Jack the Ripper, Hitler, and Stalin on the other. Yeah, Ooh, I, I love the Jack the Ripper shit because, like, yeah, everybody knows what that guy looked like. 
Yeah, nobody or, knows or, what that or, guy looked or like. Or those guys, or or, uh, yeah. or that lady, or that, or, that concept. Yeah, or right. that that fucking Martian, or fucking who cares? Right. Who knows? So they're now six years later. They're still looking for wax wax figures. More waxies for them. Hey fair, man, you got any wax? To be fair, I'm still looking for wax figures. So in '65, they help uh, fellow Canuck Spoony Singh. Uh, they he told him to go to L.A. One more time, Spoony. Spoony Singh, like he's an uh, Indian guy or something. Okay. They allow that at this point? Maybe in Canada. That's oh. another That's another name for the baby book, I think. Spoony. Spoony. So they tell him to go to L.A. They go to Man's Chinese Theater, ah. where people look to ha- for the handprints, and yeah, if you gonna bend say, over, somebody's going to goosey from behind. So they start a wax museum there. Don't throw me with a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they signed a 20 years lease there, and Singh got rich and retired to Malibu. But Chris Dell and Lurch still look for their payday because they weren't in on it because they didn't have enough money. Uh, they were broke, and Singh didn't want to buy Elmer, though, because uh, he thought it was gross. He'd just stick to wax figures. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, not, you're right. You're not wrong. Absolutely yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, you're correct. So they grab all of uh, Sonny's dad's uh, wax presidents and uh, leave behind Elmer, and then they go to Mount Rushmore. Oh, fuck. But by the time oh, they get there... we have to do a whole one on Guts and Borglum at some point. Mm-hmm. The ultimate giant wax figure, yep. Mount Rushmore. Uh, so oh, they hit- you don't even have an idea. <laughs> I've been there, man. Yeah, but you, you don't, don't know the racism behind know. it, though. <laughs> cool. I'm excited to hear about how racist it is. So they head to Mount Rushmore. Fairly. <laughs> so they head to Mount Rushmore, but they figure out there's already a presidential wax museum there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And it was a lot better quality of not not half melted people. Yeah, I've seen a, a Tommy Jeff's leg mm-hmm. over there. What the fuck? It's like very specific. It's like I want to open a like a sh- a shop that only makes fucking one kind of donut, and then you you buy the spot and you show up, and then it's like, oh fuck, these guys are making the same kind of donut right next door to me. So they just move it five miles from the entrance. God but damn it. It didn't do too well and it only lasted two years. <laughs> well, I'm sure like uh, us and our listeners have noticed when you get around like a kind of a big attraction like say a Yellowstone National Park or a, like whatever, there's always going to be like, oh, the one place you should go and then everybody else like brands themselves like Ooh, reptiles. Almost like that, yeah. Oh, Just yeah. a cheap, cheap knockoff version of it. Twist, Twister versus Tornado, you know, like right. fucking... Shark Nato versus uh, all the other Natos that happened after that. Right. So reports had Elmer at the exhibit there in Mount Rushmore, but it probably wasn't true. In 1971, they come back and open a haunted house of wax at the the at the Pike in Long Beach, where they found him in 1976. And they put Elmer up front, and Chris Dill drilled a hole in his foot to prop him up, and yellow stuff oozed out. Maybe that's a tip off that this that, is a real that mummy. That's interesting. That's been- it's probably just wax. Mm-hmm. But they didn't care either way if he was real or not. <laughs> he might be real. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? We got a job to do. And they build Elmer as the thousand-year-old man. Yep. And the next year they defaulted and the museum uh, took it over and they flee because they're Canadians. So he's Mel Brooks, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So the Long Beach Amusement Company confiscated the body and they put it in a closet of the electrician, Lucky Ray Scott. Lucky. Yeah, lucky. I got a corpse in my... Workspace. Yep, and he keeps Elmer in his apartment for the on. Well, I guess he lived uh, on the pike for the next year. I don't want to hear that he has that in his apartment. I really don't. 
And then they set up the funnels the next year and put Elmer up there, and they paint him Daglo Red then. There we go. That's So one. for the next four years, it scares people. When they hang him from like a gallows, mm-hmm. as far as my research. But he looks so real. Uh, How's that? My thing is we have a hanging, shriveled guy. You know, we'd really sell it. Let's paint him like fucking Daglo Red. Spray him red. Right. Yeah. So that's in 76 is when they find him. Uh, for the, the $6 million man shooting. I'm almost alive. Almost. Uh, April 1977, two Okies yeah! went to That's L.A. That's when Bo was born. Yeah, I think Will, too, mm-hmm. actually. Like a month later. <laughs> you guys are old. <laughs> Shut up. So two Okies go to L.A. hearing about the story. They're Fred Olds. He's a looking cowboy <laughs> as fuck. And Ralph McCullmont. He was a banker, so he wasn't looking as cowboyish. That literally sounds like if I was trying to like fake fake a, a name. name. Yeah. yeah, you sounded you sounded uh, unsure. Anyway, it's after uh, they find out all about Elmer in 1976. So the guys from Oklahoma want him back because they're trying trying to make uh, Guthrie into a tourist trap. I do respect the fact that you're now calling it Oklahoma rather than Oklahoma. So. Oh. Okay, I'm, I'm moving up. I right. might get it right one of these days. Progress. But uh, so Fred Olds and uh, Ralph, Ralph McCalment come to L.A. to ID the body for Thomas Noguchi's morgue, who was the last guy to have sex with Marilyn Monroe. I know that confused. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confused everybody for a good half hour the first episode. I think the first episode confused everyone for about an hour and a half. <laughs> well, like like you said, Thomas Noguchi, right? All makes me think about is Chrissy... Yamaguchi. Christy Yamaguchi. Yeah, who was that? Go out and who, who was that band? Uh, fucking uh, the Bottlenose Coffins. Fuck. Yeah, great band. Wow. Uh, that that the album's called Gazilla. There we go. It's Gee. a giant. It's got a giant Godzilla just barfing rainbows. Anyway, in Guthrie, Tom Mix was once a bartender there. So they're clinging on to that fact. Yeah. Also, Bill Doolin was in jail there for a short time before he broke well, out. Well, uh, when you say Tom Mace, you need to play the end of like Tombstone, where like Tom Mace attended, like fucking, oh like, yeah, Tom Mace cried, like, White Herbs fucking you know, yeah. Is that Tom Mace talking? They're buddies. Tom Mix attended. Well, we'll do Tom Mix t- cried. We'll, we'll, Tom Mix walked out. Yeah. Tom Mix went to the bathroom. Tom yeah. Mix <laughs> took a piss. Tom yeah. Mix walked back out of the, washed his hands. Tom, Tom Mix walked out of the Tom bathroom. Tom Mix had a sandwich. Tommy's fixed a small engine. We'll, we'll cover Tom Mace at some point. <laughs> okay. But like, There's a terrible... But at the end of Tombstone, like, that's, like, literally... Hmm. Tom Mace was, like, one of the first, like, cowboy actors. And, like, when White Earp died, he was at the funeral, and it was, like, motivated Crying? to cry. Cool. Got it. Played by Bruce Willis in some dumb movie. That wasn't <laughs> well, very good. Well, I'm, I'm not familiar James Garner. Wow. Yeah. Bruce Willis or James Garner? I think James Garner might have actually played Wyatt Earp in the movie. And Tom Mix is like being all Hollywood and shit. Are you having a stroke? Probably. Like, uh, I don't know what it was called, but I watched it and I don't remember any of it. Well, so it, must it, must been, been good. it must have been fantastic. <laughs> well, now you're sending my, uh, me on a uh, Google adventure that will probably end up in worse places than what I'm actually trying to find. So, Carrie A. Nation once tried to close the bar there. She's a rational With individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a hotel there, uh, T.R. organizes Rough Riders, or at least so That's they said. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, McKelman saw all this history and hoped to use it to keep the town going because it was going downhill. But it's a it's a pretty nice Victorian type. Hey, Teddy type Roosevelt town. took a shit here one time. Mm-hmm. You want to uh, pay a nickel to uh, use our privy? We've saved his shit in a bucket. So Fred Olds was a curator of the museum in town, and basically they would just all gather for coffee every morning like old men do. So they hear the story of the body found at the funhouse, so they decide to go get Elmer. <laughs> hey. So Noguchi said in a press conference that anyone interested in the body had to meet three requirements. One, to put together a forensic team to ID the body. Uh, Ralph said uh, none of them could spell forensic. Well, we found this group of people. There's a... Uh... Uh, a respectable woman in uh, an orange sweater, and there's a, a, a guy with a uh, red neckerchief and a white shirt, a large Great Dane, and, uh, and, a, and, a, and a, a guy in a green shirt with like uh, some chin fuzz that seemed to be stoned, yep. and then a woman in a purple like uh, business. I don't trust a man with the uh, ascot. <laughs> it was the old man. Zoinks. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm trustworthy. It was the old band at the fucking abandoned theme park. Anyway. Uh, two, the team would need the permission of the state medical examiner. And three, they would have to pay for a secure and dignified burial. Oh, we're back, we're back at the $6,000 well, man. Okay, mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. what, if, what, if, what if I just go for secured and not dignified? Like, what, is, what does that say to me? You're like, a $6 million man. All you need is concrete. We'll get to that. So Fred Olds, he seemed to know everybody. So he called up a forensic anthropologist in Norman at the big college there. He agreed if somebody paid for his plane tickets to L.A. And Ralph said, he, the banker said he'd pay for all their expenses. And another guy, the newspaper man, uh, Bill Lehman, he said he knew the state medical examiner in Oklahoma there. Uh, but but explain it to me in, like, everyday terms, <laughs> yeah, please. Please, explain like I'm five. Like... <laughs> So the coroners had the ticket stub, which led him to Dan Sonny, but his story needed to be backed up. So the coroners, uh, to legally re Elmer, to, needed to back up the story. So there's no DNA in 1977. Yeah, there was. <laughs> well, there I mean, I had, I had some. Boy, <laughs> still do. Uh, but it took OJ to, to figure that out. Right. Uh, so in 77, Clyde Snow, the Oklahoma anthropologist, had to rely on Bertillion records. God, I want to be known as the Oklahoma anthropologist mm-hmm. at some point in my life. <laughs> You're better off studying today's Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> They're far more interesting. Uh, so Bertillion records were just records that the cops would keep of height, weight, eye, eye color, scars, etc., so tattoos for, ever nobody really bad tattoos. Not much in the twenties. What are tattoos but scars anyway? Butt scars. Butt scars. So Fred Olds had the pictures of Elmer uh, right after he died, and the Bertillion records of Elmer uh, when he was arrested in St. Joseph, Missouri, were most important because he had that scar on his wrist from that knife fight he had with his friends. Sure. Right before he died, they also used video equipment to superimpose the photo over the current beef jerky head. Holy shit! Wow, they got fucking industrial light and magic working on this shit. I know. <laughs> Enhance. 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 So Noguchi was convinced that it was Elmer for sure. Uh, lawyers were there to help because Elmer never had a death certificate, and Noguchi had to fill one out, which is hilarious. Oh, man. And well, it's it, not Elmer for sure. It's Elmer McCurdy. Yeah. Yeah. Not for sure. Not for sure. Yeah. Got it. Stage yeah. name. Elmer for sure. <laughs> Elmer for sure. <laughs> What was the guy's name on uh, Idiocracy? Oh, uh, like uh, 
Camacho like Mountain Dew. No, the 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 regular guy that goes back. Oh, like, not, oh sure. not sure. Not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Joe, not sure. Yeah. So they had to fill out his last known occupation. So Noguchi didn't put train robbery, just put unknown. He didn't want to be funny. Oh, fuck you, Noguchi. You need to actually lean you into ruined, it. You ruined it. You, lead, you need to lean into the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there are other people trying to get Elmer. A Western History Museum in Missouri made an offer. A uh, local funeral home said that if they, you know, they'd just do it if they got him to bury him for free, get all this free publicity. And the amusement company asked for it back on the sly, but, uh, you know, nobody can own a dead body. We want to turn him into thing. a long log flume kind of a scenario. like. So the L.A. coroners would only hand it over to a, a state you know, medical examiner, and that was the Oklahoma guy named Jay Chapman, or his designated agents, which were the, the, the guys from the coffee clutch. And word was passed through a congressman to Chapman, who then sent a coded message to Noguchi to release Elmer. So this is all all very cloak and dagger. Shit. Yeah. So it cost $127 to ship Elmer to Guthrie, and Fred paid for it on his own pocket. An early report on the tissue of Elmer had pneumonia and was on a few day uh, drunk, too. He also had trichnosis and had the calcification in his lungs from his mining days. <laughs> Dude, he had everything against him. Mm-hmm. Wow. He wouldn't have lived two hours longer. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, if he hadn't been shot, he fucking he would have made it like a couple days, maybe, and then just like, <sighs> well, getting shot in the eighteen hundreds. Well, actually, wait, this was nineteen eleven. Yeah, mm-hmm. still kind of getting shot as hospice, you know, more <laughs> or less. So of course, Noguchi didn't send out a spokesman because he was kind of a star fucker and liked to be on the TV. Uh, well, TV that been recently invented in nineteen seventy seven. Now it's in color, fucking. <laughs> So, Olds was at the press conference telling the life story of Elmer, and at the end, Noguchi uh, had his own version of the events, that Elmer was shot while passed out. Uh, Noguchi told Oakley Homans that uh, right before the press conference, I don't think you guys would like this story, but that's what I'm sticking to. He probably was passed out when he was shot, because of the angle of the bucket, or the bullet, not the bucket. Well, my <laughs> thing is, like, if I'm in a gunfight with a bunch of law, law enforcement if I have an elevated position, I'm going to lay the fuck down. And yeah, yeah, I'm going to pretend I'm asleep. I'm gonna, maybe they'll just no, pass me by. No, I'm going to assume the prone supported position. Fucking oh, be able I to see. More accurately de- I see. Not laying fire. on your back, laying on your stomach. Yes. Yeah. But the, then, tra- like, the trajectory was that if he was laying on his stomach, he would have been shot from above. Oh, this is some right. fucking JFK shit, dude. Yeah. Down. So totally, if he was yeah, shooting down. at the people, he would have been having to lay on his back while he was shooting. Right. Maybe that's how he shot. <laughs> Don't fucking shoot shame, yeah. dude. Lay on your back. Angle the fucking gun out the yeah. window. But also, the posse Actually, would only please, get a reward. Please fucking don't do any of what Tony just said. <laughs> but the posse would only get a reward if they took him alive. So that's why it also doesn't make much sense for the other one. But either way, he's dead. I was hoping the bullet would bonk him over the head so I could take him in alive. Yeah. I was trying to skip it off that horseshoe that's nailed onto the beam. That's right. And then hit him in the forehead, which will render him unconscious. And that's right. Like let us like bind him up. And, and, th- and then I can the- then I can grab the bullet and I can put it back in my gun. Right. Because that's how that works. Yeah. But uh, some story had his conspirators, you know, shooting him to shut him up, and blame him for oh, everything. And to the left. But the bullet did match the posse man's uh, pistol, the Felton, the guy who went and saw him in the, the Let me guess, the race. It's going to be like a 40, actually at that point, probably a 38 or 45 caliber. 
But Noguchi's theory would require a huge conspiracy with the posse men, but as we've seen from the Osage murders, that it, it's very possible. But uh, Choi, the guy who did the autopsy in uh, 76, wouldn't contradict his And fuck Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Yep. Uh, but he did say the ambush was possible. Uh, later, Noguchi was forced into retirement for speaking too freely to the media, especially about Natalie Wood and William Holden. Holden was the guy who uh, got drunk and passed out and hit his head and died. Uh, he was Reagan's like best man. Oh, that's like uh, uh, Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. As you do. Yep. Uh, Noguchi tried to sue and get his old job back, but it failed, so he's forced into retirement. So in Guthrie, they get ready to bury Elmer, finally. So they would pour concrete over him, so nobody else would bury him up again. You mean dig him up? Yep. Bury it? Nobody else could bury this guy. Like, <laughs> what do you mean by bury him up? Like, yeah. So the coffee clutch asked if they should take a peek before they buried him. But, you know, he's like, no, that's okay. We're not going to. But Olsen Chapman noticed the day before when they loaded him up on the plane that his chin was missing. What? Ah, who needs that? Nope. Somebody pulled the jaw? But, well, it was either forgotten or stolen. But uh, it was usually the coroners held onto the jaw even after For they cre- records? Yeah, okay. even after they cremated bodies. I was like, hey, so man. Probably your, somebody your, forgot to your, big- your chin's missing. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Oh, so they, if you want to go look for his jaw. They cut that. Oh shit, really? It's some somewhere out there. Once again, we got uh we got all that fucking gold like scattered around the southwest and now you can get a gross spray painted mummy's fucking jaw. All right. Fucking A. I mean, that's a hell of a lot less than your your bucket list is getting thicker and thicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a low on the list. Like, I'm going to Weaver's Needle first. Or... There you go. Fucking fight them gremlins for that fucking gold, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 22nd in 1977, Elmer was buried. That was also the day of the annual 89ers festival in Guthrie, which was, you know, the Sooners. It's like, yeah. shoot a gun and I'll go out and uh, shit on the field. Uh, the uh, uh, Brad, or no, fucking, uh, what's it, uh, Maverick, uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and... Uh, uh, oh, that shit. Yeah, the fucking... Uh, like, uh, uh, far and Away. Far and Away, yeah. Yep. Uh, so Noguchi came and saw it, and one couple was married in front of the grave. Later, outsider... Dun, dun, dun. Becky Luker from Santa Fe. She's an outsider. She's not from Oklahoma. I like the dramatic dun-dun-dun, but I don't know who the fuck that it's is. It's Becky Filthy Luker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She that, found a way to... motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> she found a way to cash in on it. Uh, because Guthrie's trying to become a touristy town, she bought an old inn and made it a B and B, the first in town. And just months before the locals opened another one, so she's son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. So Luker, she cursed like a sailor and had a degree in theology, and even worse, fuck she- shit, God's not real. <laughs> What's your number? <laughs> and even worse, she was a divorcee. Yeah, what is her number? <laughs> and she had she was a woman with ideas, which made her dangerous. Once again, um, digits, please. <laughs> and she wanted to make a murder mystery weekend out of it. Ah, uh, wait, she's Angela Christie. Yep. So she started Agatha Christie. Whatever. <laughs> Angela Christie. You're mixing her up with Angela Lansbury. Yeah. I very literally that is exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> So she starts spreading ghost stories about her inn, of course, to attract all the dumb out-of-towners. And if you play this fucking tape, she'll mm. crawl onto your TV all sopping wet. Yep. Uh, but the sopping, God- you say. Mm. Yeah, but the God-fearing folk at Guthrie didn't like the ghost and devil stories in her satanic panic 1980s. Yes. Oof. 
God damn it. We're so stupid. So her first murder mystery tour centered around Elmer as the main character. So she would lead people in a funeral-like procession through Guthrie with their car lights off to the cemetery and conduct seances over Elmer's grave. Then suddenly somebody would find a dead body in the trunk of a car and like, gasp. Man, it was a hey doll. It's a hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> so then that was the start of the murder mystery tour. So they'd go back to the B and B. Then they break out the Ouija board. Ooh. And then sometimes Luker would just kick out guests if they butchered lines because you know this is all reading from a Scripted, script. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, dude. So it was a hit. So all the competing B&B guests would see him drive by the cemetery and ask, why weren't they doing fun stuff like this in Guthrie? Yeah. Well, I thought you just liked English muffin in the morning. And well, the fucking, uh, the, even, even like NPR used to do like the, like, you know, hey, pay this money and you can go on the murder mystery train. No, right? that, I mean, there's just still like, there's that. You can do that. Yeah, and escape rooms and all that yeah, shit. It's all the same it. stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. the one I missed out on is like a couple Halloweens ago. They did the uh, Ashes Cabin escape room. Wish I could have. Uh, uh he. Oh shit! I just saw today like uh, like a show that I don't give a fuck about. Uh, the what's the prank show? Uh, Impractical Jokers. Yeah, fuck that was. Uh, yeah. fucking Bruce Campbell's gonna be on apparently like soon doing like a a fucking dead or uh, Evil Dead. Impractical Jokers. Evil Dentist. All right. Well, fuck. Why? why? Yeah, that's what why, kind why of that was kind that? of my thing. I was like, why the fuck? What? Bruce Campbell like consort with better folks. Yeah. But. Somebody give him a pension so he doesn't uh, get just retire. No, he can retire, dude. No, he, he lives in fucking like middle of nowhere, yeah. Oregon, man. He can He's absolutely fine. do that. And but my thing is, I just want more like ash. Yeah. You know, really? For like, sure. Give me some sugar, baby. I, anyway, I know it's selfish, but you know. Uh, Luker had so many guests that you know they had to stay at these other B and Bs, but they're still taking the mystery tour. I still love like uh, you're acting like like B and Bs or the thing. It, it's kind of how uh, whatever. Fucking. This is the 1980s, so they they're new. Yeah. Get to sleep with somebody else's cats on your face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so many muffins. So, so many gyms. <laughs> so. Uh, Luker, she gets elected to city council in October 1990. So she's helping trying to push through a touristy, touristy agenda, but it backfired on her uh, because old timers tried to get her out. In January 1991, one of her guests wrote to the city council saying that she was traumatized by the tour, mostly from the bodiness. Bodiness? The bodiness? Too many bodies? B A W. Oh body! Okay. Oh body! Oh, the like, adult subject matter, oh, the swearing. Oh my god! Must clench our fucking pearls, fucking. Jesus. So that guy who took that tour had to stay at the other B B and B because it was booked up, and then he complains to their manager, Phyllis Murray, then who writes a letter to the city council and, to, and everybody else in town. So Luker quickly filed a two hundred thousand dollar lawsuit against Phyllis for defamation, but then in March somebody told the city council that Luker was a convicted felon. Ooh, the plot thickens. Therefore, couldn't serve on the city council. But it was true. Luker falsified collateral for a $10,000 loan in 1981 in New Mexico, and the case drug on until 1989. That was actually three years after she moved to Guthrie, and she got four years probation. But either way, she's doing all the right things, but she still had to resign because she was a convicted felon, technically. Well, opposite thing, like uh, the guys in, like, uh, what is it, like uh, Tennessee? They just got kicked out of the fucking Senate. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, they had th- they had three three Democratic. Are you talking about Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah, they had three that were like uh, protesting on the Senate floor and well, then or the House floor. Sorry, the old, the old white lady made it, but like the two yeah, young weird. black guys. Isn't that weird? That's, the, that's it was it's crazy. it was a white an old white lady and two black guys, and the two black guys got fucking booted. Shocking. Well, and it's by been, the, the Republican controlled fucking been, house. Can, it's been compared to like January six, like. Nobody was injured. No property was damaged. Fuck this shit. Yeah. But, yeah. But whatever. So now she gets a press, and uh, the cemetery tours are being protested with people with Bibles, of course. And they called Shocking. it devil worship. Yep. Uh, some sat in their cars and just scowled and glowered, as you do. And the tour guests thought this well, was part of the tour. the Lord really knows you're fighting <laughs> against the devil. I sit in my Cadillac, fucking Seville, and fucking glower and, like... Breathe in my fucking sandalwood fucking air freshener. Yeah. Got Jesus on your dashboard. Right. But well, uh, the tour guests think this is part of the tour and Jesus. think it's great. And I was like, those guys are great actors trying to protest us. Oof. But a special session was called by the City Parks and Cemetery Commission, led by Leslie Nope. Uh, Luke Leslie got, Nope? No, I was just no. kidding. Oh, fuck. I was like, but, uh, but that's a level well, of bullshit. Ron really. Swanson was busy, like, <laughs> getting the glowering people out of the way, so, yeah. So Luker got to face her accuser, accusers, accusers, accusers. Uh, yep. So With her, Kirkon is going on the Chevrolet so. Acusa. <laughs> uh, she brought along her lawyer Richard Burst, Dick Burst, worst, worst, yep. worst gum flavor ever. <laughs> Fucking poor name. Cum for flavored sure. gum. Cum gum. Uh, of course, the the Bible people were mad that there was a dead body, even though it was a hay person. Hey, They're upset that they were doing mock prayers with fake priests. Mock prayer. Also, fake they wore. <laughs> also, they wore black too. Have I mentioned I just don't like fucking weird like Christian bullshit? Like this is insanity. Yeah. Like, well, I wore black and I got kicked out of Catholic school. I know you did. That's how we <laughs> got Wait, to don't know nuns you. Wear black? <laughs> Fuck yep. you. Get fucked. Well, so, in, in Seattle, you're required to wear like mostly black all the time. I, I skirt those rules, but but it was a black dress code because it was like cocktail attire. Yeah, yeah. Definitely freedom. <laughs> dress like either way, cocktail yeah. dresses aren't allowed in a cemetery anyway. <laughs> everybody, also, everybody knows also that. freedom. <laughs> and they asked Luker to move her tour out of the cemetery, but it's a public cemetery. And she also said Elmer's grave was central to the the script that she written. Right, because and she said that you brought him here to be a tourist attraction, and now you're you're cons because you don't like my politics, Mm -hmm. basically. But yes, so Luker asked if they're keeping out the American Legion, Girl Scouts, or VFW, or passion plays that were set in the cemetery too. Oh fuck no! Like we like, like, but you're bringing in weirdos that look like Wednesday Adams, and we're not fucking into it. So it all made it all the way up to CNN, and they had came the next <laughs> oh next my meeting. God, dude! All the way up to CNN. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. And Fred Olds, the guy from the museum, said, "I want Guthrie to be a great little city. I don't want something stupid. People all the country will laugh at us." Tough shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but really, Guthrie had no connection to Elmer. He was just a tourist attraction. He died in Oklahoma, but right. doesn't have anything to do with the town. Yeah, it's a different, different town. I cannot remember off the top of my head the town, but yeah, mm-hmm. definitely not Guthrie. Uh, also there buried is Bill Doolin, 
even though oh, the dueling gang. Uh, he didn't die there. He was just in jail for like three days. So they're just kind of collecting like fucking Wild West mid, mid, mid-century mm-hmm. fucking yep. outlaws. Okay. So Dick Burst, he had to stand up in front of <laughs> CNN. <laughs> that's, still, still, that's still the best. Still good. In 1991, and say to Picture a crowd, it like scanners only, not the head. Oh no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. That's going in the baby book, but it's, it's going to be Dick Burst is like one word. Right. That's first name. First name Dick Burst. So this guy has to say to a crowd, quote, my client is not involved in witchcraft in 1991. Jesus Christ. The absolute fuck. He also said the cemetery was a public place like the library or city uh, hall. If you'd like to uh, support my Patreon for me to be able to move in a cave with Wi-Fi. $12,000. Will will fucking Bo will move to a cave. You will make all my dreams come true. And uh, like the library or city hall, it was a public place. Burst asked if they would keep a Catholic out of the library. They go, mm-hmm, well, yeah. no. Would you keep a Jew out of city hall? There's a longer pause after that one. But <laughs> I fucking bet. <laughs> well, I have to think about that one for a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, and then he goes on and says, well, you can't keep people out of the cemetery, even if they worship a box of Tide ter- d- detergent. Well, that's a good And there's not a damn it. thing you can do about it. Right, so yeah. suck on it. So go fuck yourself, Marley Marjorie Taylor Green. I'm gonna yeah. worship Tide detergent from now on. I mean, why? Why not? Like, well, it's a new era. I'm gonna I'm gonna worship Tide Pods. Well, you know, there was like, wasn't there like a fucking detergent called Era? I think. <sighs> Maybe. I think. Oh, that's the best detergent. A L L O. Detergent band of all time. The best detergent is the cheapest detergent. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so Phyllis, the, the, the lady who narked on her, bragged about getting her case reopened in New Mexico, but Luker never did violate her parole, so she's okay. The city passed a usage fee for Luker to use the cemetery, but Luker got around that by buying two of the plots next to Elmer's grave. Yeah, groovy. So she could legally be there now. Rento. But the city continued to harass her with building code violations, but Luker kept at it, and... Uh, the author of the book, which I didn't bring, uh, Mark Svenvold, mm-hmm. got Luker, who still owns the B&B today, to get uh, to do an Elmer uh, mystery tour for her. Uh, the book was from 2002, so, but she still is in Guthrie. We're only like 21 years, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also at the Boot Hill section of the cemetery in Guthrie is another Doolin gang member that we forgot to mention. His name is Little Dick West. <laughs> that's all I have. Yeah, there you go. Well, we'll leave that. It. It's a long, strange trip. It's been actually there was other like fucking goddamn Grateful Dead. Wait, wait, that's all so. we have. That's that's the end of your script. Yep, that's mm-hmm. the end. Th- I, th- I thought this was gonna be a one parter, <laughs> and it has turned out to be a like a three parter. Well, could have no. Al- alcohol fixes all. Yep. Um, also, the just the, this is like the late about the latest it gets. I think. For us at this point, 1990s, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Osage was well, yeah, but the suspect was already dead. Mm-hmm. Once they're dead, like you know, but buried really in 1977, oh, yeah. though, yeah, yeah, cool. Once they're dead, no big deal, except for that they're paraded around the, the whole stories, they're paraded well, around the fucking know, world, all right? Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, like, that's wild, like, that's that's the most I've been kind of surprised at how. I've been, you know, surprised at how like fucking recent it gets uh, since the the ladies of old west probably. Well, you know, like uh, human lifespan is like what we expect to be, but yeah, hundred years ain't shit. Fuck, you know, 
Fucking hell. Absolutely yeah. crazy. I just like love the fact like, oh, we're going to make a scary prop for our weird thing. Let's take this actual corpse. Oh, well, you know what would be scarier? It's like painted like fucking Yeah, painted neon red. colors. Yeah, and then dang it, <laughs> the f- absolute fuck. But like I said, like, you know, there's a lot of shit like, uh, you know, what happens to human remains and stuff like that. It's like, I mean, in my opinion, like, why why do you care? You're not going to be around for it anyway. I don't so, give a fuck. You know, yeah. yeah. I won't be here for, for, for when that shit happens, so do whatever you fuck you want. But it is interesting, like, when, um, well, like I said, well, we, we mentioned, uh, uh, Sylvester and, uh, shit, what's her name? Uh, Sylvia. Sylvia, yeah. Um, you know, they're probably not in the situation that they maybe thought they would have been before they passed. I don't know, but they're... Delighting children. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, I hope, you know, they don't care. It's like, cool, you're making the, uh, the store some money and you're interesting and uh, captivating people. Uh, here's another rec- uh, recommendation. Old Growth Murder. What? It's about Oregon in okay. the 1980s, since we're talking about current stuff. Right. But it starts off as an, uh, like a regular murder mystery. Halfway in, you get to find out uh, the uh, wounded knee and uh, Leonard Peltier kind of make a tangential... Uh, like appearance, a, yeah, like a, a fucking um, like a cameo mm-hmm. type of situation. So, lot, well, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, you know, the people who may have shot the F- FBI agents that Leonard Peltier got blamed for right. might have done Which this you, this murder. At this point, pretty clearly did not shoot. No, nope. like yeah. yeah, shit. Oh fuck this shit. I'm tired. Like cool. Then we should probably go on a hail of oh shit. Corpse fire, I guess. Fuck you, Mile City. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye.